My two-year-old Aussie dog does not like being outside even a moment by himself. He whines, asks to come inside. He does have toys and chewing bones as well as access to the entire yard. I don't always want to have him in the crate inside. Would you leave him out there anyway? So you could have a 10 by 10 yard or a 400 acre farm. You can have zero toys or no toys. And guess what? The dog is still going to behave the same way unless you teach the dog how to stop being a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. The dog doesn't ask to come inside. What does he do? Text you? Cries at the door. Right. So that was what I'm trying to get at. So you make the crying at the door suck. Now what does the dog do? Well, that sucked. I might as well go check out the rest of these acres. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. (laughs) How's everybody doing? This is Jeff with Solid Canine Training. And um, the lovely Joelle, this is a Q&A podcast. You'll be typing in your questions. Joelle will read them. Mm-hmm. I will answer them. I will try not to rant. But boy, maybe we should name it the, 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 the podcast, Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff, the, the, uh, 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 I just, I slipped my mind. I should have written it down. Anyway, if anybody's got a good tagline to go underneath that, because I don't want to just talk about dog training, but I think I should. I don't think I should spray, because I think we'll go all over the place. But a lot of people ask on the show, they ask about how to stop unwanted behaviors. Most of the answers need extensive, extensive responses. That's why we offer one-on-one um, online consults. For all my Patreon fans, this weekend I will be doing a Zoom room this weekend. I know I've been behind on that, but I'll be doing one this weekend. Did you do any while we were gone? Mm-mm. Yeah, our internet was really bad. We were able to do a show, but even then, it was touch and go. There was we just had no internet, and it's not that the, it's not that Mykonos has no internet where we stayed. Just had no internet because there was very strong internet where we were, but it just happened to be in a very very loud outdoor cafe. Mm. Um, so, a lot of the words that I use is the term punishment. The reason is, is because that's how you stop an unwanted behavior. For all the folks out there that are saying they've done reward-based training, clicker training, it didn't work. Well, it does work. Actually, it works really well. We also do reward-based training. We also do clicker training. But it's used to reinforce, to train, to enhance a wanted behavior. A wanted behavior. This, it's so important that people understand this. The word punishment, which a lot of dog trainers are staying away from, which drives me nuts. Just like they won't say the word shock collar. But I will use the um, word shock collar. But they'll say, oh, no, it's her happy collar. It's her remote collar. I'll use the word remote collar, too. I, I use the word remote collar. I use the word electronic collar. I use the word shock collar. They're all the same. Well, don't let me tell you any different. They're all the same. I use the word punishment. I use the word correction. It's all the same. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Punishment is not abuse. It's been hijacked. And that's why I use the word because 
Like just because somebody hijacked it and put a negative connotation on it, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop using it. That's the term. Punishment doesn't mean also physical. Let me give you a great example. Show of hands. Who owns? Who owns? You do own a teenager. Who has a teenager? Show of hands. Take away their cell phone. Is that the ultimate punishment? Yes or no? Yes. Is there discomfort? No. None. Hmm. Maybe mental anguish. Maybe anger on their part. But punishment doesn't have to be physical. Right. Is it physical? A lot of times it is. We have to start talking more about that too. Everybody, everybody, I still, to this day, even today, that fucking bonking video, and bonking is a wrapped up towel, which um, everyone should learn how to bonk their dog. To this day, people are still calling it abusive and still calling it hitting a dog. To this, even today, somebody made a comment on it. Ironically, the largest organization of balanced dog trainers had a workshop on how to make it. Thousands of dog trainers are doing it. Millions of dog owners are doing it. Your great grandmother threw shit at your dog and it still works, but we do it in a very timely fashion. We teach it, but so many families are struggling and everybody is so concerned about the dog's feelings and nobody's ever concerned about the human's feelings, mm. the family's feelings. Mm -hmm. Nobody's concerned that couples are being ripped apart. Families can't have kids over. People can't have guests over their house. People can't get up from the couch fast enough. We have couples that can't even embrace because the dog will bite. It's getting out of control and it's got to stop. And I can tell you how to stop it. Everybody should be listening to us or people like us from 10 weeks old and up, please don't wait until your dog bites somebody. If you start seeing the first signs of anxiety, the first signs of guarding of anything, not just food, but guarding of anything, you included, the first signs of reactivity, the first signs of growling and aggression, please reach out. At a minimum, reach out on this show. It's free. Join the Patreon channel. It's 10 bucks a month. Do a one-on-one -on -one consult. Patreon members get 20% off, by the way, of all of our courses. Joelle will talk more about the courses. All right. Joelle, how are you? You, you just woke up. Sure jo did. Joelle had to take a, a one-hour power nap. I don't blame her. Exhausted. If I didn't have to do – Angelo needed a power nap. I needed a power nap. The dog's going to power nap, and you get a power nap. What the fuck's going on over here? Go to the first question. MSA said, what's up? Love you guys. Hello. Who said that? MSA. Oh, hey, MSA. How are you? Keith, good afternoon. Hey, Keith. Hi, Keith. Carol, my dog was trained using an e-collar about four years ago. Awesome. Um, Robert. That, I thought there was more to that. No, That's, there's nothing okay. else. So, Carol, but I also want to say to some, some people, let me make a statement right now about that. Your dog was trained with dog training four years ago. Oh, wait, there is more. Oh, Lately, she's been lunging at dogs, people, vehicles, so I decided to put the collar on her again. Damn if I haven't had to buzz it even once. Well, you should still buzz it if she if she lunges. Set her up to set her up to lunge. But this is what's important. A a shock collar is a tool that is utilized in training. 
food is a tool that is utilized in training. We, I, Joel, the company, uses both. Behind all that is dog training. If anybody thinks you can give a dog a bag of treats, a, tr a human a bag of treats and train the dog without knowing how to train the dog, it's just being a fool. And if ever, anybody ever thinks that you can train a dog with just a shock collar and no training is also a fool. Also, remote collar training is not a shortcut. So for all the assholes out there that keep saying, oh, you're lazy, you have no idea how we train dogs on remote collars. Do you know how hard it is to troubleshoot some of these dogs? That's another thing that we get in. We're seeing more and more challenging dogs than we've ever seen before. We're not these drivey dogs. Next. Robert, can you please explain when you would use a prong and when you would use a gentle leader? You can use one whenever you want to. They're two different tools. I don't use gentle leaders. I'm not against a gentle leader. But those are just, those are just towers that a leash is attached to. You can pick. You pick. You want to use a gentle leader? Use a gentle leader. You want to use a prong? Use a prong. You need to know how to – you, 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 you actually have to train your dog on how to actually respond to the gentle leader. You have to actually train your dog on how to actually respond to a prong collar or a martingale or a slip lead or food. All those things are just tools. So I would use them both in the same situation. It all depends on which cower you prefer. Next. KP, hi guys. Thanks so much for everything you do. You're amazing. Oh, oh thank, thank you, you. KP. Um, good edification. How do I stop my dog from scooting after I command her to sit or down? Scooting. Like anal gland scooting? I don't know. Um, well, keep a leash on the dog. Well, down makes sense. You do the commando crawl. That's another thing. When you're first starting to train your dog, is there, we're seeing so many photos of, and video of no leash on the dog. Keep a leash on the dog. So mm -hmm. you have better control. Next. Andrew, a puppy that is five months old has been working with recall for about one and a half weeks. Still struggles with recall outside on a long line and e-collar using NCS. <clears throat> Do you dial up until compliance? So on NCS outside, if you chances are your NCS, which is non-compliance stim. So we've got a system, a four-part system on how to train a dog on a remote collar. It's actually pretty involved. It's not, I mean, you 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 don't need a dog trainer to do it. That's another thing. You guys don't need you don't need dog trainers. You don't need dog trainers. And stop making the excuse that COVID messed up your dog training. You can still do 500 sits in a week. 500 downs in a week, walk your dog around the block. COVID had nothing to do with it. You were allowed outside. Unless you live in LA, then you can't even freaking surf in the ocean. So I would start higher because the distractions are higher. So your NCS levels. But we do dial up. Yes, we dial up, but I mean, but you're still higher than you are inside. So chances are they're getting more distractions or the dog is not listening. So you, you dial up. Slowly. Slowly. Yeah, you're, not, you're not at a correction level. But you want to just dial up until you get the same response that you would get on a normal working level. Right. And then that might be your new working level. Right. Next. Keith, I have a husky that is aggressive towards other dogs. He was adopted at six years old. He's okay when he's across the street, but trying to pass another dog is impossible. What is your suggestion? Well, it's very involved. That's not something that's going to be fixed on this. Number one, 
a proper heel does not fix this issue, but does your dog actually have a proper heel? All right, also, what tools are you using? Are you, on an, are you using a tool that will empower you as a handler? That doesn't mean that has to be a prong collar, but a prong collar will greatly help. If it's a harness, good luck. Now you have become a sled. The dog has become a husky. So you need something to correct the dog. Now, prong collars are not just for correcting. It just gives you leverage. Also, you have to recognize loading. It's the first sign that your dog is starting to get agitated. That look that they get, that's when your no and your consequence comes in, which can be a, a leash pop, remote collar on a husky. You sometimes have to shave the area down. You got to use thick fur contact points. But the whole idea of correcting a dog is to apply the correction before they react. It's when they start thinking of reacting. Next. Andrew continued, how long until corrections for a five-month-old on recall, and how long does it usually take for reliable recall for a puppy this age? I don't know how long you've been working on it, mm. and I don't know how many reps you've done. I could get a five-month-old dog to be off-leash reliant. Big deal. I'm a dog trainer. I don't know how many reps you're doing. I don't know how much the process that you're doing it with. I don't know... Um, if you've gone through all the stages, I don't know where you are. But if you follow our program from green to graduate, if you just focused on recall only, Joel, yeah. all I want to do is train my dog on recall. What do you think? A month tops mm -hmm. to get a reliable recall. Next. I'm just linking the Green to Graduate program. Oh, David Smith said, hey, guys, you're both looking great. Oh, thanks, David. Thanks, you're, David. You're quite uh, handsome yourself. Sue, I purchased the Green to Graduate course. Excellent. I wish your detractors could see the lessons and be educated about your training. Sue, this is the thing. You want to know the honest truth? They don't give a fuck. They don't care. Mm -mm. They don't care. You know why? That video, how long is that video? one screen to graduate oh it's long probably four hours of four hours content. and what's that what do you win that film what do they call it like 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second the point is this is my point they would find so many different frames okay in that video that would wrong up oh, frame number 1467 that dog like looked like a tiny bit nervous. So the whole fucking video series is wrong. Mm. That's what they would do. They don't give a shit, but thank you. The Green to Graduate is a fantastic example of how to train a, a dog that knows no commands fully to be off leash. That's what Green to Graduate is for $197. You don't need a dog trainer. You literally take a dog. We used a dog that did not know its name. It didn't know its name. What was his name? Tucker? Tucker. Tucker. It didn't know its name. It thought its name was Little Fucker, but no, it actually was Tucker. They rhyme. I can see the confusion. And we taught that dog. We got that dog off leash complaint. That read now. You want to talk about recall? That's recall. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that is recall. So, what was the question? So it's about the green graduate. Oh, the detractors. Yes. They don't care. They don't care. 
I have food trained 10 week old puppies and put up videos and I get hate on that. I homeschool my son, Angelo, teaching him. I read books to him. I get hate on that. Angelo has his own page. He gets hate on it. It doesn't matter. If you're associated with Jeff Gelman, you get hate. That's the way that, that's the way that hate works. Why? Low self-esteem, not on me, on them. Unresolved childhood trauma, that's on them. They've got anger towards, historically, this is going to sound chauvinistic, historically, male role models, figures, people in their life. So teachers, fathers, bosses, old, old boyfriends. I'm not making this stuff up. I know it. I've been living this for 20 years. That's what the data shows. What, what data is this, Jeff? Fucking working with people every day. I've been on the phone. Joel knows. I've been on the phone all day talking to people. They don't care. They got anger. They got anger in their hearts. So all they want to do is be angry. What do you do for a living? I'm an angry person. That's what, that's what they do for a living. So this today, all day today, all day today, I'm, I'm, I'm on my computer. I'm on the phone. I'm trying to help people out with their dogs. What do they do all day? How many people can I hate? They warm up. They do their exercises every morning. They do their little, they do their little armchair quarterback keyboard exercises. Next. MSA, what do you do if you have a dog that resource guards random objects? Would you punish straight away or build trust with the dog as a dog trainer? That's a great question. Who said that? <clears throat> MSA. MSA. Let me ask you a blunt question. Hopefully, you're, If you're not new to the show, if you're new to the show, I swear a lot. When I train dogs, I don't swear. When you go out for dinner with me, I'm not going to swear. If you bring me home to see your grandmother, I ain't going to swear. All right? Dinner? I feel like that's a lie. You'll definitely swear at dinner. I don't fucking swear at dinner. You dropped three F-bombs the other day. Just took it out of your phone charger. <laughs> and I even called you on it. I'm like, that was a bit excessive. Okay. Show of hands. Who else swears about their damn phone charger? Who? Everybody does. Those damn freaking phone chargers that break. By the way, guess what? Here, they're working fine. Right here. Look, the one here, we thought it was, this, this phone charger we thought that was totally broken. Watch. Charging. It's weird. Boom. Charges. So they're just piece of crap phone chargers you bought. So my question to you is M, like Mary? Yes, MSA. MSA. Let me ask you a question as a dog trainer because this is going to help you out in your career. Why do you need to why do you need to build a relationship with this dog? Why? At my seminars, my weekend seminars, two-day seminars, I say, whose dog's food aggressive? Whose dog's a resource guarder? They bring the dog up to me. I stop resource guarding in one to three seconds. Don't even know the dog's name. Don't care what the dog's name is. Don't know if it's male or female. Don't know if it's intact or not intact. Never said hello to the dog. Never petted the dog at all. I set up my safety protocols, stop it from resource guarding. Boom, done, eliminated. Now, believe it or not, that's part of relationship building. You know what part of the relationship building is? You don't resource guard anymore. What kind of, what kind, this is the down, this is the downside. If you built a relationship with this dog, the dog might not guard from you. Also, it's not your dog. It's the owner's dog. So it's a disservice in a, point, in, a, in a way to build a relationship. Now, if you have a dog in a boarding train, 
you're going to build some sort of relationship with the dog. Or even if you're doing one-on-ones, you're going to build some sort of relationship with the dog. So hold on here. This is an important moment in the show. I had a blue shirt on that looked just like Joelle's shirt at the beginning of the show. And she's like, Jeff, go change your shirt. Literally demanded. We can't. We cannot match on the show. It's the same exact shirt, actually, because they're unisex shirts. But guess what? She just took her fucking shirt off. I know. I'm really hot. But I'm just saying, though. So I could have worn that shirt. Whatever. Well, MSA complimented your shirt. So obviously the pink is working for okay. you. Well, thank you. So always remember that. You will hear over and over and over and over again. You should build a relationship with the dog and then start training it. Really? How does that work? How exactly does that work? I can start building. How about if you have a dog that wants to rip your face off? How do you build a relationship with that dog? Number one, stop it from ripping your relation, your face off. That takes punishment. You can apply a punisher to a dog within one to three seconds of meeting that dog. Give me the leash. Dog goes for my face, boom, punishment. I don't need to build a relationship with the dog at all. That's the biggest line of bullshit I've ever heard. Next. Good edification. Also, how do I stop my Dane pit mix from eating so fast? Take all the food, spread it on a cookie pan. Take all the food, put it in cupcake tins. Take all the food, throw it on the throw it on throw it on the ground in the backyard. Let it let it hunt for it. Next. Angie, thirteen week old puppy gets excited around other dogs and starts bouncing and growling. Hmm. Should I ignore this behavior or correct it? It's a great question. So, we have two options here. You laid them both out. Ignore it is self rewarding. Therefore, what are you going to get? More of it. Correct. It's the way it works. Positive reinforcement. You get more of it. It's what the books say. Correct it. What do you get? Less of it. Now, here's the big, here's the big monkey wrench that they put in, the, in there. Well, then it'll hate dogs. No, you won't hate dogs. You'll say no. You'll correct. You can still play with dogs. Right. That kind of just sounds like play. Yeah. It's it's just excited to see other dogs, but if it's on a leash, though, that's like I don't want a 15, 16, 20, 25 week old dog displaying the same behavior. So keep that dog some impulse control now. Next, Ashley, welcome back. Thanks for including us on your adventures. Good to see you both. Thank you. Yeah, Joel did a better job. I actually stayed almost like off social media. Mm -hmm. I on purpose. I did. I didn't do many stories at all. I went on rants every once in a while. Joelle did a fantastic job of documenting. You got, you got 90% of the stuff you haven't even put up. No. I just want to expand my feed. Yeah, but I'm just, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you got some, she's got some great stuff. Great stuff. MSA, does the spatial pressure method work for dogs that fixate? Well, I've used it before. Like, for fixate, you can use a remote collar for that. Spatial pressure, though, is good. Hold on. Are you going for those blueberries? Raspberries? Me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you could use it for fixating, but I would use a bleach popper or a remote collar instead. Carol, hi, Carol here again. What I meant is she remembered the collar and became an angel, stopped lunging just because the e-collar was on her right. and never had to buzz it. Right. Yeah, why don't you just relieve, why don't you just leave the collar on when you go out for walks? Mm. Be consistent. Yep. Be consistent. 
Angela, use the bowl that's in the dishwasher that you used earlier today. Wash your hands first, too. Thank you. Also, put your glasses on and come here and give us a little, little look-see. Good edification. No, not anal scooting. More like crawling after I tell her to down during yeah, duration. Yeah, commando crawl. Correct that. Next thing you know, your dog's halfway, halfway across the room. Fabio, thanks for your videos. They've already helped so much. I'm Brazilian, but living in France right now. Nice. Bonjour. And cool. I don't know how to say Portuguese. Thank you. So that's, that's nice. Come over here, Ange. Look at the screen. It's got a nice new haircut. Got some shorts on, some sharp shorts. Yeah. New t-shirt. Spent, he spent a month at his grandfather's house down here in Florida. Well, Joel and I were in uh, uh, Greece. Had a good time. But boy, did he go clothes shopping. This man's got a whole new wardrobe. Look who's talking. Yeah. I've never seen Jeff go buy so many clothes except in Greece. I love these shirts. He bought so many shirts. I bought eight of these shirts, different colors. I love them. I didn't even shop as much as you in Greece. Greek, Greek linen. You, but you shop way before we went to Greece. Before we went to Greece, yeah. yeah. And anybody who tells you that Greece is expensive, housing is expensive. Eating, it does not have to be expensive. Best fucking food in the world, too. It does not. It does not. I have the Return to America blues big time today. I'm like, I can't eat any of this trash. <laughs> it does not have to be expensive. If anybody wants uh, to know how to eat cheap in Greece, in Mykonos, you let me know. Mikado mm -hmm. specifically, all these places that charge $100 a person, $200 a person, guess what? Joel and I went out for dinner, or last night, we went out for dinner. $10.58. We ate fine. And we had a view to die for. Oceanfront view. Next. Keith said he wears a prong collar. So... Recognize loading and then leash pop. Next. David Smith. I think I got this phrase from you, but I tell all clients the hardest thing for me to teach is owner's timing and leash handling. Yeah. The dog is usually easy. The, the, the most laborious part is, you know, oh my gosh. Finish that phrase for me. I don't know what you're going to say. The most laborious part is training the dog. Mm -hmm. But, but the, most... the hardest part is training the owners. Right. Yeah. The most important part is training the owners, too. Are you okay? No. I'm about to tear up. I'm like on you. That's not how you do the high lip, by the way. I know. I'm like burping you like a baby. Next. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fabio said, we adopted a border collie seven months now. He's very reactive to people and some dogs. In your opinion, what is the best tool to correct, teach no in that situation, prong or remote collar? Well, remote collar is the best, but timing is what's going to be the hard part. It's not hard. It's the most important part. Talk about my one-on-ones right now. Crying. Jeff offers uh, virtual one-on-ones, so if you're not obviously able to work with him in person... You can book one online and he can help you with all that. I'm going to link it right here. And you book it through our online academy. Jeff can help you troubleshoot everything. Timing, uh, tools, how to actually stop a behavior. That was a good time to talk about the um, inner circle too. I think we only have one seat left for our inner circle. So we're doing, starting September 6th, a 
program called the inner circle. This will be the second time we've done it. We only take like five to six people. It's very invitation only. We don't even make the link really public. Um, it's for people who are already members of our green to graduate or leash free activity courses. And what we do is it's four weeks of group coaching on zoom. We meet every like Tuesday, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And we help you troubleshoot any issues you're having. So there's no like specific, uh, curriculum based on hundred percent what the people in the group need help with. So if you have leash reactivity issues, if you have separation anxiety issues. If you have aggression issues, like that's what we're going to be talking about. You submit videos to us. We give you homework. We make videos. We put it all in a common folder for everybody to see. And we go week by week to make sure you're meeting yeah. your goals. So put that's up, the inner circle. Put up a post. A link. Did you put up a link to it already? No, I did not. Do, do a nice link. Where are we here? Are you ready to actually start like talking in the show again? Yeah. Okay. I'll link the inner circle. Can you ask me the next question? Did you ever even answer, Fabio? The, the, the remote car. Okay. Yeah. MSA said, love your shirt. Thank you. Andrew said, thanks, Jeff. Purchase the Green to Graduate. It's a great source of knowledge. Yeah, it really is. I mean, for it's a good refresher for a lot of people. Some people learn a ton. Some people learn a couple of things. Some people, it changes their life. Um, it's just uh, uh, a lot of dog trainers are getting it. A lot of dog trainers are suggesting it to their clients. Because people, people just need help. So many people need help right now. I've never seen anything like this before. So that's why I'm coming up like with this new show, which is a very helpful show. Um, uh, uh, so I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this new podcast I'm doing. Wake the fuck up with Jeff. It sounds like a helpful show. I wanted something catchy. Mm. Next. Robert. I never swear. Looks back to see if wife is behind me. Nope, I never swear. Yep. See? David, LOL, I'm paid by the hour. Clients don't want to watch me make friends with their dog. Haha. <laughs> well, Thanks. yeah, it's true, but you know, I get it though. I get the whole relationship thing. I get it. But also with family pet dog training and doing behavior mod and even obedience, like you don't like working the dog builds the relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to do this. I'm discouraging you to do this. We're going to have some fun. Some of it's going to suck, but guess what? It's all part of the relationship. It's all part of the relationship. Joelle and I just spent a month together 24-7. We had massive highs, a couple of struggles, but it's all part of the relationship. You know? Next. MSA said, thanks for your advice. You're welcome. Uh, Lunelli, my two-year-old Aussie dog does not like being outside even a moment by himself. He whines, asks to come inside. He does have toys and chewing bones as well as access to the entire yard. I don't always want to have him in the crate inside. Would you leave him out there anyway? So you could have a 10 by 10 yard or a 400 acre farm. You can have zero toys or no toys. And guess what? The dog is still going to behave the same way unless you teach the dog how to stop being a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. The dog doesn't ask to come inside. What does he do? Text you? Cries at the door. Right. So that was what I'm trying to get at. Oh. So you make the crying at the door suck. Now what does the dog do? Well, that sucked. I might as well go check out Lay the rest down. of these acres. Next. 
David, love linen, especially here in Arizona. Yeah. It's a nice Greek linen at one store. Ah, do you remember the name of that store? Salaches. Salanches. Definitely. The place is amazing. Salanches. Yeah. She was really nice. Great store. It's so funny, too, because every time, so like in the town, Old town. It's hard to see like the signs. They're pretty high up, and there's just shit everywhere. You don't actually, you don't actually see the signs first. But every time we walk past that store, we're like, "Ooh, look at this store!" And then we'd be like, "Oh, this is the same store." Yeah. We did it like three times. We just had a couple of pop ups. We just kept getting attracted to that store. I liked it a lot. Um, Robert said, "Have you ever put a dog on Prozac?" Me, never. No. We usually get them off. We get them off. Everybody I talked to today, their dogs were on Prozac anywhere from one year to four year. Dogs are still aggressive. I'm not against drugs. I personally, after 20 years and 10,000 dogs traveling the world, I personally have not seen it help. Has it helped a dog? I'm sure it has. I am not seeing it. I'm not seeing many of these drugs work. Next. David Smith said, quick, punch Jeff in the stomach, LOL, for all your coughing. Oh, she can punch me in the stomach for just a lot of things. MSA, I was asking about building trust because I offer a training program that includes obedience well, too. So I'm thinking how to arrange it. Behavior mod first or after, but I know now. Thanks. So MSA, that's a, thanks for asking the question. So here's the thing. Even with obedience, just let the process let the process build the trust. Let the process build the relationship. So let's go, first of all, if anybody tells you you can't do behavior mod first, is full of shit. So you're trying to bite my face off. I'm trying to teach you a sit stay or a down stay or a heel. I'm not allowed to correct you for biting my face off because you don't know heel yet. That's ridiculous, right? right? Sometimes we have like no dogs will come in Aha. and they start as soon as we get them in the crate, they start resource guarding their crate. Now it's like great. Right. I guess we're not getting to obedience today. Right. So but even with obedience though, your obedience is going to be based on on lots of structure, lots of protocols. Because this is another thing. If you leverage your your personal relationship with the dog, how does that help the owner? Because the owner has a toxic relationship with the dog. So if anything, it's almost a disservice. I'm not saying, don't read this wrong, guys. Dog trainers shouldn't build relationships with dogs. What I'm saying is so many dog trainers are using relationship building training, which is fine for the trainer and the trainer's ego, but it doesn't help the owner one bit. And that is fact that needs to be talked about more and it is not. And that's sad because it's the biggest disservice out there. My computer is about to die. Can I use your charger? Like, I'm literally on, like, zero. No, because I've hooked up to everything. So you have a full battery. No, it'll disconnect everything the way my rig is. Oh, shit. Here. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Um, Take shit. I can just go get my charger. No, take, uh, take this. Okay, keep going. Where were we? I don't know. You were talking about something. I already finished. Okay. Um, let's see. 
Oh, Sue says, is there a South Jersey seminar coming up this fall? Yeah, we've got one. Is it South Jersey? I don't know, but it's in Jersey. Yeah, South Jersey. Hmm. It's right across from Philadelphia. That's South Jersey. I'll link it. Hold on. Yeah, so go to... Oh, yeah, South New Jersey, Philly. Yeah, so go to solidcaninetraining.com. No, I'm Jeff, linking sorry. it right here. Go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. Yeah, that one's going to sell out. That one's almost... People have been jumping on that one. Mm, well, it's not this fall, though. When is that? That is on April of next year. April. April. Spring. Let's see. Yeah, we, this year we took off of seminars. Mm-hmm. Except for a mastermind. Next. Haman Jama says, Aloha. How do you deal with bolting? Aloha. Um, bolting, you screws or nails. Are you serious? Bolting out the door, I assume. Oh. Teacher, I thought you were talking about construction. Use, um, do threshold training, number one. Dog can't go out of threshold without permission. Also, train a really good recall and make the act of bolting suck. So thresholds, really good recall, and make it suck to bolt. So you've got some proactive stuff and some reactive stuff. Annette, how do you break a dog from being afraid of thunder and jumping on the owner? We don't break dogs at all. How do we eliminate the behavior? I just like to use that word because the, the, the reason why is because so many people are like, you break the dog. It's like, you don't break the dog. You, you, you stop the behavior. Afraid of thunder. There's, there's a lot of philosophies on, on getting your dog over the fear of environmentals. Thunder, storms, uh, uh, fireworks, loud noises. A lot of people say, well, get the dog to do stuff. Um, and we're like, I don't know about anybody else, but all these nervous, fearful, anxious dogs that we work with, they don't want to do anything but bolt, by the way. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? Put them in a downstay. Put them, we actually, we put them, utilize place. Put them in place and let them process it. And a lot of people say, oh, do you give them food when they're in place? If the dog's that fearful, it ain't going to take food. So that's another thing. That's why, that's why a lot of these philosophies are like reward the dog th- for dealing with it. These dogs don't look at it as a reward. You pet it, it can make it worse. We want dogs to learn how to self-soothe. How do you do that? Through place. Next. Janet, I have a dog on Prozac. He's badly traumatized, but the vet and I are using it along with behavioral modification. We just last week started with weaning off. So... Again, I don't know your behavioral modification plan. Vets don't train behavioral modification. Um, I'm not a big fan of veterinary behaviorists at all, um, but that's just my opinion. Um, I'm just not finding that they're, they're working efficiently. But Prozac is the drug of choice and part of the recipe of almost every veterinary behaviorist that I've ever read about or heard about from a client where it's usually not necessary. So you just wean the dog off, just wean the dog off. Next. MSA, that's very interesting. I never thought of it like that. Thanks. Yeah, a lot of people don't. See, this is what's funny is I've been doing this for 20 years, which is not like forever, but it's, it's a good enough time to get some data behind you, 10,000 dogs around the world. And a lot of the things that I've been saying for 20 years, people used to laugh at me. And then all of a sudden... Now they're doing it. And now it's this great thing. And it's like, okay. 
but it was funny back then. I was crazy back then. I'm still crazy now, but it's interesting because a lot of people don't think of the dog's state of mind. Also, a lot of trainers don't get results. A lot of trainers don't do behavior modification. A lot of trainers also don't do family pet dogs. So we have to also talk about what type of dog it is. What type of dog it is. A good example is we have dogs that people are like, that dog doesn't look very happy. I'm like, have you ever thought that it's a miserable fucking dog? Has that ever crossed your mind that before it came in, it was a miserable dog? Or here's one for you. It was a happy-go-lucky dog, but you never asked it to do anything. Now you ask it to do something, guess what it turns into? A miserable dog. Have you ever thought about this thing? Oh, my God. Whenever you're drunk, you're so much fun. When you're sober, you're boring. But you're an alcoholic, so you got to stop drinking. It's all on how you look at things. Next. Diane, hi there. I went walking with two dogs last night. I'm dog sitting. Hmm. While out at the end of our walk, this young lady asked me to turn around and go the other way. I said, I'm sorry, I cannot. My Bailey is 12 and she was tired. Meanwhile, doesn't make a difference. Another dog is coming from the other end of the street. It was the young girl freaking this poor dog out, covering the dog's eyes. I wish I knew where she lived. I would like to try to help her. I use all your material. Thank you for everything. You don't, don't, why would you want to help her? You let her Google. She, you know, this is the thing. It's like, don't ambulance chase dog training. I understand your, your heart wanted to be a good person. I understand that. But the best thing you could have done was keep walking, which you did. Let her figure it out. Yeah. Can you turn around? Let her figure it out. You're trying to tell me that you want me who's on my walk. So I'm after the show, I'm making dinner. After dinner, I'm taking two of our dogs for a bike ride. I'm going to bike wherever the hell I want to bike with these dogs. If you've got a dog that's barking on a leash, barking its head off, that's your problem. If you've got a dog that's uh, in the window, we have got three houses, three houses just on this street where the dogs bark their heads off. When we pass, could you imagine if the owners came out and said, stop walking your dogs, biking your dogs past our house? I'm like, teach your dogs to shut up. Have you ever thought about that concept? So next. Um, Danielle says, any tips for training a deaf puppy? Nothing I can tell you on the show. It's too long. Yeah. You can use hand signals or remote collar, food and dog training. But that's the tip. Now you got to know what to do with it all. Now you gotta, so in other words, that's the ingredients for the cake. Now you know. Now you need to know how to bake the cake. So I don't know what your skill set is, but we train deaf dogs. I don't know what your skill set is. Next. Hamajama said, "Okay, got it. Mahalo." Mahalo to you. Good edification. I also have a fearful dog. He runs away or barks depending on his mood. If he is afraid, where do I start with him? By the way, my husband thinks you're so funny. Okay. Well, you got a smart husband at least. Now, as far as the, uh, the, the running away is the flight response, the fear. So here's a concept for you that I've been talking about for years, talking about that 20 years of concepts. 
dogs that are afraid have got a couple of choices. They freeze or they run away. Why do they run away? They run away because they think that it won't be so scary away. Well, if you had a remote collar on and the dog tried to flee and you corrected it and then you used leash pressure and then you got the dog to stand next to you and then the dog wasn't being corrected when it was next to you, the dog would realize, huh, I guess standing next to Jeff is the best place in the world and fleeing is the worst thing to do. So now you got a dog that learns how to deal with its fear response better. Because that's how a dogs end up getting hit by cars. Next. Chris, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Is the microeducator good for very small dogs, seven pounds? What e-collar do you guys use on dogs that are small? Um, that's a hard one. Yes, the microeducator is, micro. is fine. But the, but it's still not small enough. Yeah. It's still not small enough. But you can we put it. We some little chihuahuas. But put it the, this way. Yeah, put it the long way. Instead of the prongs going like this, do it like this. Yeah, the strap comes out of it. Yep. MSA, last time you asked me what a DDR German Shepherd was. Oh, now it's from Germany, yeah. It's East German. They're right. East German lines. Yeah. They were bred during the Cold War. Yes. And their lines are very hard to get your hands on today. They're very rare. Um, yeah. She said a lot of people are selling fake DDR Shepherds, yeah. and some people believe they don't even exist today. That's yeah. why I asked. Yeah. So, so right after you asked that question, I'm like, I know what a DDR Shepherd is. So the thing about German Shepherds from Germany now so I like shepherds from the Czech Republic. That's the shepherd that I like. A lot of the German shepherds now are, are, are they're just pumping them out too quick and they're just not genetically sound. A lot of dogs are not genetically sound anymore. Um, so I prefer shepherds from, from, you know, the Czech lines. I just, that's just like the look I like next. And I like, I like their personalities. I like their temperament. Let's see, Diane, I've started walking with a stun gun to keep other dogs away from me. Lady was pulled down to her knees by her shepherd trying to get to my dog. Yep. That's incredible. So. And people think that we're like exaggerating when we say this stuff. Right. It's like, no. The problem with a stun gun is the dog's pretty close. They make those canes with a little stun tip on it. Those are, those are effective too. Um, this is the thing. How about the woman was pulled down? Let's just think about this. Woman was pulled down by a German shepherd. One of our seminar attendees was pulled down by a German shepherd. She was on her 50th, 56th? 56th. 56th physical therapy appointment. She had five screws, five screws, five screws in her what shoulder or her arm or something shoulder. like that. She broke bones, dislocated stuff, all from a happy-go-lucky German Shepherd pulling her over. So, I'd rather have a bite than that. So my question is, if I've got to, quote, un, you know, unquote, hit a dog with a bonker, which is not hitting a dog, but if I, had to, if I could stop that all with a soft cotton towel, all these fucking assholes out there that bitch and complain about that. Do you not realize that this poor person was highly injured, had to be hospitalized, had to go into surgery, and has had to make 56 car rides back and forth from physical therapy? But a soft cotton towel thrown at the dog, would it stop that all? 
This is the problem. Everybody thinks that these dogs are these innocent creatures that will do anything for the humans. They don't realize that dogs are selfish animals that do things for themselves. Well, that doesn't mean they don't make good pets. That doesn't mean they don't make great companions. And that doesn't mean I love dogs. I love dogs. I love dogs a lot. I'm looking for another dog now. So not a DDR from, from Germany because they don't exist, right? So the point is that you can correct your dog for unwanted behavior. It's the kindest thing you can do keeps you out of the hospital. It prevents years and years. Today, I spoke to three or four clients that are all in just no fault of theirs, but way over their heads with these dogs. And I'm just like, you're baffled. It's like, sure, we can help you with your dog. But that's why I started out this, this, this show with saying at the first signs of any problem, please, everybody, just address them. Do not, wait to, do not let them manifest. Do not let them manifest. Next. Danielle, okay, I wasn't sure if we could still use an e-collar for the deaf dog. That'll be the, your best oh, friend. the e-collar will be the perfect tool. You, here's, a, here's a great, Danielle, here's a great question to ask yourself. Your deaf dog is running away from you, facing the other way. How do you communicate with it? Your deaf dog is in another room. How do you communicate with it? Your deaf dog's outside, you're inside. How do you communicate with it? Your deaf dog's playing with another dog. How do you communicate with it? Next. David Smith, cattle prod works well for walks yes, too. Yes, it does. And everybody's up in, everybody's up in. Uh, um, arms. Arms. Oh my God, you would use a cattle prod on a dog? Not to teach it a downstay, not to do obedience. No, I wouldn't even use it during the training. But would I use it to keep an off-leash dog from charging my dog? Yeah, some random dog Fuck aggressing yeah. you. I'd use, use my gun. And everybody's up in arms. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Jeff would shoot a dog. I'm like, listen, if you had a brain cell in your body and a dog was attacking your child and not letting go, what would you do? What would you do? If you were walking your dog down the street and three dogs pack attacked it, these are all real things that happen. What would you do? Answer. If you can't give me a good answer on that, and the answer has to work, because I know it works and I know it doesn't work. So you have to give me an answer that actually works. What would you do to stop three dogs from attacking your dog? What would you do if a dog latched on to your child? How far would you go? How far would you go to protect your dogs and your family? That's a rational question. I ask that all the time of dog trainers and the general public. And you think hitting a dog with a freaking cotton towel was mean? Please. Next. Um, MSA, what would you do with a dog that has weak hind legs? What confidence drills can you do if jumping up on things isn't great for the dog's health? Yeah, be careful. That's not good at all. Well, you might want to look into acupuncture. You might want to look into um, uh, water therapy. 
Mm. You might want to work, work into those hobble balls. Um, there's ways to strengthen that up. But definitely don't have the dog jump up on things. We don't really do confidence drills with those dogs. Yeah. Well, you could do like the bottle pool. Have mm. them sniff around the bottle pool. Yep. Looking for treats. Yep. You could also start holding that dog accountable on its obedience too. Yeah, just get yeah. out in the world. Yeah, get out in the real world. That builds confidence. Next. Flutterby soon said, oh, no, I almost missed you. You made it. Still have seven minutes left. Hmm. All right, let's see. Sunshine Canine. One of my current board and trains that's going home tomorrow, the owners weaned her off of anxiety meds that criticized them for it before she got to me and told me that before she even arrived. She was already better behaved from no longer being on that medication. They worked with a behaviorist for months to no avail, started implementing structure, and now the dog is a total rock star. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Well, the vet yelled at you because the vet doesn't know any other alternatives. Vets don't go to – I love my vet. Vets do not understand nor go to nor can train a dog. Now, I'm sure there's a vet out there that does train dogs. I'm sure there is. But they don't train dogs. And they sure as hell don't rehab dogs. What do they do? They do medical procedures on dogs. And they write prescriptions to meds. Animal behaviorists historically also don't do hands-on work. Hands-on is a big difference. They don't take a dog from start to finish. They don't take green dogs and make them off-leash trained dogs. They don't. And most of them, medication is all part of their protocols. One thing to ask is, is to ask why. Has anybody ever asked why? Is there a financial incentive involved? Is there? Is someone paying them money to recommend drugs? Does somebody help fund their education? Does somebody send them a monthly check? Ask why. Why is it that almost every behaviorist that I know Medication is always involved. Ask yourself why. Next. Is that such a weird concept? Like dogs going on meds now, like humans. But it's it's, it's just so weird to me. But it's 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 the standard though. It is. It's like before I, even training is considered. Like, has anybody ever been to a behaviorist where they did not recommend meds? Like, what do you, like, are we just bringing our dogs to the shrink now? Well, talk therapy doesn't work for everybody. I don't, I'm not against meds, but I'm just want to know. But it's, try everything. But I want to know it's like, but I want to know it's like, why is it always the first thing? Right. Should be the reverse order. Why is that always the first thing? The for, Like, literally the first thing. It's all part of it. Here, here's your... 60 pages of, mm-hmm. uh, of, of impractical advice and your prescription. Yeah. Next. David, good point, Jeff. We also don't know that off-leash dog is coming for our dog or us or the kids. No limits there. No. You don't know anything at all. And then I can't tell you, my dog Uma, who's no longer with me, she's been a while since she's been dead, she was attacked numerous times by off-leash dogs, but she can hold her ground. 
So she never suffered any negative consequences from it. But everybody said their dog was friendly. Everybody. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if your dog's friendly or not. If it's so fucking friendly, put it on a leash and go to the friend, go to back, go to the friendly place. Next. MSA, love you guys. Thank you for everything. Good night from the UK. Good night. Thanks, UK. Diana, I recently bought halt spray that I now keep in my treat pouch. I also take the long chuck it for bat simulation if needed. My own yard and three off-leash have approached a couple times. In your own yard, yeah. Be careful about the chuck stick. Man, you can crack that over a dog's head and it'll split right in half. Mm-hmm. Not, they're not as strong as you think they are. No. <laughs> okay? I've never I've never whacked a dog in the head with them, but I've like just like... I've broken them on the snow before. Just right. like when I'm outside in the winter, I'll like smack it on the ground. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Things just fell apart. Especially I'm pissed, and I'm like, now I have no chuck it stick. You know what the worst part of the chuck it stick is? The part the ball goes in. Yes. If you break a piece of that off, it doesn't hold the ball anymore. Yeah. yeah. Especially at home, like in the field, I have like ADD. I'll swing it around. I'll like try to chop grass with it, and then I'll freaking break this stupid thing. They're very is that, weak. Is that, is that called ADD? I don't know. I get impatient, like waiting for them to like bring it back. So I'm just like. Is that what you're doing out there? Sweet. Oh, I, you to I can't me. tell you how many times I've broken it doing that. I thought, yeah, broken some of my sticks too. I was wondering how my sticks got broken. Next. Um, Joelle, what Joelle does is she breaks her stick. And then take yours. And then she takes my stick. And breaks that too. <laughs> breaks that too. Speaking of, do we even have one at the house? I need to bring, I might have to bring one home. The Rhode Island house. Oh, at the house. Rhode Island house? There's one at work. Diane said, so agree with you. Have a good night. You have a good night, too. That's it. We finished everything. Even with all your ranting. Yeah, all my ranting. Even with your costume change. Even with your change in there. I literally was, like, asleep for the first half of the show. I, I know. was just waking up. I know. And I have to get back on an airplane tomorrow. Hey, life of a mover and shaker. <sighs> There's a Fabio. Fabio, thanks for the last answer. When we correct the dog for reacting to a certain person or dog, will the dog... Assimilate. assimilate it and be less prompt to react to other different people and dogs? Yeah, Fabio, that's a really great question. So the whole concept is this. When you, dogs are seen in pictures. So when you see it, when a dog sees a dog walking down the street and it reacts to it, it's on a leash, it's walking down the street and it reacts to it. The dog then is less, and you correct it. Now the dog knows that it's going to get corrected when it reacts in that situation. So now the dog wants to avoid the correction. Nobody wants to talk about this. There's there's a lot of concepts out there in dog training. Reward-based training, right? Reward the dog for doing a good job. So the dog's more prone to do a good job because he wants the reward. I agree. We do that too. But there's also something called avoidance training. The dog wants to avoid the consequence, which is usually a negative consequence. So it does not do something unwanted. So we were just in Mykonos. And there is more cats there than I've ever seen on the street. I've never been to any city before around the world where they didn't have so many street cats. So imagine your dog walking down the street reacts to one of these cats and it gets corrected. First of all, if you've got a dog on Mykonos, it better not react to cats or you're going to have a hell of a time walking down the street. Mm-hmm. So now the dog doesn't let cats bother it as much. 
because you have to. You've got to have a dog that can just deal with cats in Mykonos. Next. That's it. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. David, listen here, you smartass, David. You, you try to throw 100 feet every freaking time with a chucket stick. Chucket sticks are the greatest. Your hand would get disgusting. But it's Our not, dogs are like foaming at the mouth with their balls. It's but, nasty. but then you got to bend all the way down. You got to pick up the ball. It's, it's so much easier to just pick up the ball with a chucket stick and throw I it. That at the beach, that guy had no chucket stick. And he was there every day with his dog. The one that was spent in circles. Maybe he does. They don't. He also didn't throw the ball out that far. That's true. His dog didn't even like to chase the ball anyway. He no, just like it's, ran around. Right when we throw in the ocean, we throw we throw in the ocean. Mm -hmm. We go we go out. We go out. All right, everybody. This weekend I'll be doing my Patreon show, uh, the Zoom call. Um, if you're not part of Patreon, it's a Q and A. It's face to face, live, like we talk. So it's $10 a month to join Patreon. You also get 20% off of all of our courses, 20% off of our consults, and you do a, a, a one of these a week. I've also got a new podcast starting on Monday, Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff. I got to get a thumbnail made for it to put that up. Episode number one, launching. Got no idea what I'm going to talk about, mm. but I'm going to be having guests on there. I'm also going to be looking for uh, dog trainers that hate me. I'm looking for dog trainers that hate me, and they're going to be. I want them on the show live, side by side. I'd like to talk to them. I want. I want to know why they hate me so much. I'm curious. What is it about me that you hate? Because I think life is too short to hate. I think a lot of people hate about hearsay, and I don't think that. Uh, I think most people that they say they hate someone. They probably have more similar to them than um, why? Why did Siri just Siri, Siri hates me too? Um, they have more things similar than different. Also, they just don't know context. They just don't understand context, and a lot of times they just hear stuff, and it's the farthest thing from the truth. I remember this one trainer. Man, did she go on this freaking rant, this huge rant. I don't know. Somebody sent it to me because I don't follow a lot of dog trainers. They sent it to me. So like the double down. This guy doing the double down, he blasts dogs at 100 until they lie down. Now, this person must have heard about that from somebody because I got a video on YouTube that shows step-by-step step how to do a double down, and I don't think I went above 10. I literally have a video showing it, how to do it. Well, right there, showing it. I demonstrated it in all my seminars. I show how to do it. So a lot of times there's just misinformation. Also, I don't, I don't think people should be hating. It's also unprofessional for a dog trainer to do that. So I've always, I've always wondered, what do you hate? Did I say fuck? If you hate because I got a podcast, if you hate for uh, you're taking everything out of out of misinformation, hearsay. So let's make this world a better place. All right. Wait. I want to say bye. I do this every time.
Bye, guys. <laughs> See you next those time. Those are some nice shorts. Sure. Did, 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 did you get those from Nani? Mm-hmm. My God. Bye, guys. Uh, all right. Good night. He's got a whole new freaking wardrobe. I'll see you later.